morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. All sorts of stories. I'm talking stories about Joe Mixon, you know, the, the legal troubles coming out. We've got Kareem Hunt updates. Maybe he's not signing with the Colts after all. Who knows what's going on? And Rashad Bateman has been activated off the pup list. Plenty, plenty more to talk about as well. This is, we, we had some news we had some news the past day, so let's go ahead and sit back, let's relax, let's sip our coffee, and let's enjoy the show. First things first, here's a training camp video. This is just good old Danny Dimes throwing it to Darius Slayton. And it's a good little pass. It's a good catch. It's the pocket presence from Daniel Jones is what impresses me. Rolls out, moves up in the pocket, hits Darius Slayton in the back of the end zone. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. And that comes just after yesterday. There were reports from Monday that he was that Daniel Jones was really struggling at the uh, the the Lions joint practices. He was having a hard time. Well, this clip shows that it was probably a bad day, and he is now over it, which is good to hear. And also, a little bit of a takeaway from that, too, is yesterday when we talked about the depth charts, that Darius Slayton was listed as a starting wide receiver, number three, like above Sterling Shepard and such. So it seems that Darius Slayton really is a starting receiver for the Giants. So go ahead and pick him up. Why not? Why not get yourself some Darius Slayton? Just get yourself some Darius Slayton. Nothing can go wrong there. Now... Let's talk about actual news that has been going on. And we'll start the show off with a discussion on Joe Mixon. Now, yesterday, Drew Davenport, the great Drew Davenport, he's a fantasy football analyst. He's a lawyer. He kind of went through the civil case brought against Joe Mixon uh, because of the shooting that was at his house. And he kind of broke down what it what it meant and what, what happened and everything. And it's quite a wild story. It really is. So the claims against Mixon. So the charges going against him are negligence, assault and battery, intentional infliction of emotional distress, negligent infliction of emotional distress. Uh, and some of the facts between this case is that there were three high schoolers playing Nerf Wars in in their own yard. Um, and the, the state that they had played Nerf before there um, and that they had even spoken to Joe Mixon that night. Joe Mixon asked what he was, what they were doing. They said playing Nerf Wars, and that Joe Mixon didn't really seem concerned or anything and just went back into his house. But then about 15 minutes later, the victim, again, in his own yard, was playing Nerf Wars when automatic gunfire was directed towards him. The weapon and military bullets were allegedly provided by Joe Mixon to the person doing the shooting. Crazy. The father of the victim states that uh, he was facing Mixon's house and he could see it all. He was in his study uh, and basically saw his son running from his running for his life in his own yard. Uh, he saw dirt being kicked up in the landscaping uh, and he could even see bullets like just barely missing his son's head. Absolutely terrifying to have to witness. Uh, and then the child hid behind a tree after being shot. He got hit in the foot and his Nerf gun was hit. So he hid behind a tree bleeding hiding from more gunfire, and began digging in the dirt to try to get a hole to, to hide in with his hands, all while just trying to play Nerf with his friends in their own yard. Uh, allegedly, 
allegedly in this, per Drew Davenport, is that there is a video of Joe Mixon holding a semi-automatic weapon at the time of the incident. Um, the casings and everything were picked up, and Joe Mixon left the house immediately, so there's no evidence of that. Um, but pretty scary situation that, that uh, Joe Mixon basically caused. Uh, and this whole Twitter thread, go check out Drew Davenport FF on Twitter, ends with a reminder that Joe Mixon does have a jury trial this Monday, August 14th, for the criminal case involving the threat with a handgun to his girlfriend. So while all offseason we have been calling him a value and like he's going to play and everything, we still do think that he's going to be playing. But man, it could be rough. I mean, if he gets charged criminally, I'm assuming that the NFL would have to do something pretty quickly. So just keep your eye on it. Keep your eye on it if you own Joe Mixon for sure. I'll, of course, keep updating you here as well. Uh, and Monday, I'm sure we'll talk about the court case. Tuesday, I'm sure we'll talk about the court case. And hopefully, you know, he is out there on the field because he's a good fantasy football player. But also, that was a very bad situation that he caused and um, honestly horrifying for that child to have to go through that. So if he is suspended, it's probably a good thing. Go ahead and start stashing Chris Evans. Go ahead, start stashing Travion Williams. And go ahead and start stashing Chase Brown in case anything goes awry in this situation. Next up, we do have an update on Kareem Hunt, and that is that he is not signing with the Colts. He had the visit yesterday, uh, and I'm sure it went well, but a deal did not uh, come. It did not come to fruition. They were unable to reach an agreement. And supposedly, per Tom Pelissero, there is continued interest from other teams. I don't know what's going on with the Saints now. I don't know if that's just over with or what. Uh, but it does seem that he is not signing with the Colts, at least right now. I mean, who knows? They could still be negotiating over time or whatever. But as of right now, he's not signing with the Colts and not signing with the Saints and still exploring his options. So what a whirlwind this Kareem Hunt situation has been. There's just what's going on here. We, we reported that he had signed with the Saints and then nope. Uh, the Colts were upset and offered him more money. If the Colts offered him more money than what the Saints offered him, I don't understand why he didn't just sign. So I don't. I really don't know what the what the overall issue is here. But um, it seems like Kareem Hunt is on track to being one of the first players signed. I'm assuming it's because he's probably demanding a little less money than Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott are, maybe, um, while also being younger and providing a similar skill set to that of Fournette. So we'll see what happens with Kareem Hunt. I would, if I were you, and I'm going to be doing it myself, I might try to go acquire him in some dynasty leagues right now. Uh, I bet he's incredibly cheap to acquire, and especially with the news that he's now not signing with the two teams that he was rumored to sign with, I'm sure his value is going to take a little bit of a hit, and people are going to start getting a little bit worried. Uh, but you go ahead and sign him. He'll sign sooner rather than later. Uh, but I'm only really going to do it in dynasty leagues. I, I mean, you can do it in redraft, but it doesn't really matter. There's probably other options there. But a cream with a, in Dynasty, you've at least got a deeper bench. And if you need it, you can have some Kareem Hunt action. Now, Rashad Bate has been activated off the pup. He had been out for really this whole offseason. They had the drama as well with just being upset with the team. But he's back. He's back at practice. We don't overall know what this means, of course. I'm assuming as we looked at the depth charts yesterday, he was listed as the starting wide receiver, the wide receiver one. I'm assuming that will continue to be the case. I'm glad that he's healthy. And I'm excited to see if he can finally reach our expectations. I think that with everyone else there, it'll make it easier on him. I mean, with Odell Beckham out there and say Flowers looking so good, and of course Mark Andrews, I mean, Rashad Bateman's probably in for a pretty good year. 
I don't know if he's going to have a massive ceiling or anything, but if we can get a consistent nine to 10 points a game from him, which is what I imagine, then, I mean, he's probably worth the price tag that he's got right now. Uh, and that would really just be the beginning. I'm sure in 2024 is when the, the roof could really come off the top for, for Rashad Bateman. But as of right now, he's healthy. He's at practice. I will definitely be keeping an eye on the Ravens practice for you guys just to see how these wide receivers are shaking out now that all three are there. Of course, there's been tons of hype around both Odell and Zay Flowers. We'll see if there's also hype around Rashad Bateman. Now, we've got some Jordan Love quote, and I just think it's a good one. David Bakhtiari, after practice yesterday, was asked about Jordan Love, and he said that Jordan Love is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> I know we always hear that from teammates selling that their quarterbacks are Hall of Famers, but I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we've been seeing clips after clips too with this guy. I mean, he's throwing some really good passes, seems to have a good rapport with the wide receivers. I really am in the camp that believes that Jordan Love will have a good year and will be fine and is worth the risk. I mean, those weapons are fantastic. You guys know I'm a Christian Watson guy. So go ahead. I think get yourself some Jordan Love based off of this. I mean, the team is clearly impressed. It's not like Bakhtiari is a nobody. I mean, like he's a big, important part of this team and the NFL in general. So for him to give such a high praise to the young quarterback, it's pretty spectacular. So I hope that Jordan Love can continue to build upon that and continue to impress. I like these highlights that we're seeing out of camp. And another funny quote, there is no fantasy football takeaways from this at all. I just saw this and had to report on it. This is um, this is a quote from, where is it? This is a quote from Tarverius Ward. And this is to Michael Silver. Um, man, I miss Jimmy. Jimmy's a great guy, man. So charming and charismatic. His smile, the way he talks to you, he just makes you feel good. I'm definitely going to intercept him next week, though. <laughs> it's great it's great i love how much just people are enamored with jimmy garoppolo's just essence his 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 uh his swagger his confidence his his chiseled jawline it's just hilarious hearing hearing Tarverius ward a, a all-star cornerback just say he's so charming charismatic and he loves his smile <laughs> it's just hilarious to see so anyway jimmy garoppolo looking good as always now we've got a Joe Burrow update, kind of, and the update is that there is no update, but yesterday uh, we did have an update from head coach Zach Taylor. He was asked on the status of Joe Burrow, and he said this, the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. So the timeline hasn't changed. Joe Burrow is still out several weeks, whatever that means. That probably means month to month, if we know the Podfather's famous adage. So uh, hopefully, you know, we had the discussion with Jamar Chase saying that he wants him back by week five. I think that he probably will be back by like week three. I really don't think he's going to miss too much. And again, I like to point out that the first two games of the season are divisional opponents, and you just don't want to start off the season 0-2 against the division. That's just a tough place to come back from. So I do believe that Joe Burrow will be playing. I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes play fine on a bum ankle too, So and, and this is a calf, which is a little easier to play through in my experience. It just kind of lingers. And a big problem too, I mean, if he's, well, man, it's hard to step into it as well. We'll see. We'll see. I think Joe Burrow will be fine. Uh, and I do also think, of course, that this team is good enough to where if they have to go a game or two without Burrow, they'll be fine. I mean, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are great wide receivers, uh, and Trevor Simeon at least can deliver the ball to those guys. 
So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, but it is looking concerning the fact that there's no like positive update. It's just exactly the same as it was, but maybe that's a good thing too. You know, no bad news can sometimes be good news. Next up, the Bears, the Chicago Bears. The Harry Snowman isn't here, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be glad to see this maybe. But the Chicago Bears have officially, from what I read, changed their primary logo to the Bear. They have relegated the C, the C logo to the alternate logo, their secondary logo. And now they'll be using the Bear. And I'm a fan. I love this Bear logo. It's a really, it's a good looking logo. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of the C. That might be heinous to say, given its classic status. But I, I, I like the Bear. I'm a big fan of the bear. I think mascots should be mascots, not letters. You know, another update on logos. It's the Redskins. The Redskins. There's actually a now Native American group, a Native American group called Native American Guardians Association has released a threatening of boycotting the Washington Commanders if they do not revert to being the Washington Redskins. And this comes as we do know the new ownership has said that they're exploring bringing back the Redskins name, changing the name in general. I really doubt it'll be the Redskins. It'll probably be a bit, I think that they might, you know, go back to a Native American team mascot or something, but probably a more respectable name than the Redskins. So uh, we've got two little logo name changes uh, today to talk about. How cool is that? We'll see. We'll see how that develops. I'm definitely excited for the commanders to be no longer because I, I, I that's a terrible team name. Terrible team name. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, we know, has a groin injury, and there has been an update on his status. Yesterday, Pete Carroll came out and said that Kenneth Walker has reached his maximum speed in straight line. His straight line speed is back. Kenneth Walker is able to sprint again, so that's good to see. However, he did also say that Kenneth Walker cannot cut yet, so it's he still has a ways to go in this groin injury recovery, but we still got a few weeks until the season. It's looking like he'll be ready for week one. Uh, if not, he'll definitely be ready by week two. Um, and yeah, and yeah, so it's good to see his speed is back, and I'm glad to see the recovery is on schedule. Desmond Ritter. <laughs> this is this is sad to hear, but you know, it is what it is, such as the NFL. Uh, as we know, the Falcons and the Dolphins have joint practices right now. And after yesterday or maybe two days ago, Xavier Howard was asked about Desmond Ritter. Here's the exchange with Xavier Howard and Pro Football Network. What do you think of Ritter? Ritter? I'm sorry. The quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Oh, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. What number? Number nine. Oh, it was cool. I don't know their name. I was just looking at film. It wasn't like I was studying them. But I'm happy to go against them, and they did okay. They did a good job. So, yeah. <laughs> Xavier Howard didn't even know who the starting quarterback was for the Atlanta Falcons in their joint practices. Literally didn't even know Desmond Ritter's name. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, he's new to the league, you know, and it's just he hasn't made a name for himself yet. But you would think, you know, a cornerback of such stature would at least know the starting quarterback he's playing against. So I don't know. I don't know. A little weird. But, but Jesse Bates, the new Falcon safety, had a quote about Desmond Ritter. A long one that I that I liked to, to read about. I think Des does a really good job of understanding what art wants and our concepts that we run. I think that he's been at the highest level in college football, winning at the highest level in college football. So that kind of translates. It's not your first time in the fire. 
He can play on time. He can play off time. He can use his feet, which is what the game is getting to. So yeah, I'm excited to see what Dez can do. You know, obviously it's a new challenge with him being a starter from week one rather than going into the middle of the year. So there's definitely going to be some learning from him, but I think he's definitely the guy for us. And that kind of echoes what I believe too. I think that Desmond Ritter is definitely the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons and probably will be for really the remainder of the year unless he starts playing really terribly. But from what I've seen, he plays totally fine and he does have a command of this system and he fits the profile for what Arthur Smith wants to be doing. So I just think it's his job to lose, right? And I, I just also don't think he's going to really do anything to lose it. Uh, and I'm glad to see that Jesse Bates does see a lot in Desmond Raider and does also believe that he's got what it takes. And that's, you know, good to come from Jesse Bates. He's a really good player. Henry Ruggs, the update on his case, he has officially been sentenced to his to what he did. He had the fatal DUI crash, killing a woman and a dog. He was he, he sentenced to three to ten years in prison. So it's all over for Henry Ruggs. Unfortunately, it was a good run, but he made a bad mistake. And unfortunately, he has to serve his time. Will he come back? Probably not. I doubt it. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do time served, good time, the, the good behavior stuff. Who, who knows what the, the thing is, but I, I imagine he's, he's done from the NFL. And finally, Marlon Mack, the Cardinals' newest signing, tours Achilles. Tours Achilles and is out for the season. Unfortunate for him, for sure. Uh, but in terms of the Cardinals, what we'll say is that one, that Marlon Mack maybe was brought in to be the backup for sure. And maybe made Keontae Ingram's value a little less. Well, Keontae Ingram is right back to being a premier handcuff. Uh, and it's important to note that the Cardinals do have $24.5 million in cap space. So if they really do want to continue to look at running backs, bring in another guy, they certainly have the money to be in the market still. So keep an eye on what the Cardinals are working with. I still think that I don't think it'll actually happen because I don't think Dalvin Cook wants to play for them, but I still think that's a great landing spot for Dalvin Cook, the Arizona Cardinals, and they have the money to do it. So that could happen. I don't know. But keep your eye on the Cardinals, as I imagine they are still in the running back market. And last but not least, some Russell Wilson propaganda. Yesterday at practice, a tweet came out from Zach Stevens, who I assume was there said Russell Wilson didn't have a single incompletion during today's team period and has been scorching hot over the past few days. So Russell Wilson does appear to be back. Sean Payton appears to have gotten everybody on schedule and, and back to form. So I'm glad to see it. I really do want Russell Wilson and the Broncos to succeed. I love the players on that team. And I do think that Russell Wilson, you know, at least deserves a decent send off in the NFL. I don't want to watch him completely wash out. I would like to see him be, you know, fantasy relevant again. I think he's a good value right now. I think that you can find value really all over the entire Broncos offense with Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, um, and Marvin Mims too. So guys, do we have any questions before I get you guys out of here? Does not look like it. Does not look like it. You guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow on this very YouTube channel, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, thank you for listening on the podcast version as well. If you haven't listened to that, you can find the Wake and Take podcast and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You have a fantastic day. Peace.